Welcome to the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Axel Ragnarsson, and on this show, I dissect how seasoned multifamily investors started, built, and scaled their businesses. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another quick solo episode here on the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the true mathematical impact that vacancy has on a multifamily property's NOI, and specifically, it's free cash flow, which is what's left after you pay for uh, your debt service, right? So your NOI minus your debt service equals your net free cash flow. And we're going to be talking about the impact that vacancy has on a multifamily investor's net free cash flow. And, you know, this is going to be another pretty dense podcast episode. So if you're driving along in the car, you're at the gym or something like that, stick with me as I run through the math. I'll, I'll breeze through it. Trust my analysis and what I'm telling you at the end. But my objective in this episode is to give you a very quick back in the napkin sense of for every percentage increase in vacancy that I have at my property, what is the commensurate impact that it has on my true bottom line? You know, I can kind of understand what impact it has on my NOI, but what impact does it really have on my net free cash flow, which is what's left after paying debt service, right? And that's a really important thing to understand as a multifamily investor. So we're all aware as investors, we want to reduce our vacancy. We want more individuals living in our building, paying rents. And whenever an apartment sits empty, somebody is not paying. We don't like that. Not rocket science. I'm not here to educate you guys on vacancy, right? We know that we don't want that. But let's do some math around the true impact of it. So again, your eyes might gloss, all, gloss over here. Your ears might gloss over. But stick with me. I'm going to you know, just breeze through the math here. And then I'm going to give you some actionable takeaways. So let's say we have a 100-unit multifamily property, units that rent for 1000 a month. This property has the potential to generate $1.2 million a year in gross revenue. Again, you know the math here, 1000 bucks times 100 times 12. This property has the ability to collect $1.2 million a year, right? That's its gross potential income. Now, let's say that the market vacancy rate is 5%. This investor actually collects $1.14 million a year, which is 95% of 1.2. And this property carries total operating expenses for the year of $500,000, which means that the NOI for this property is $640,000. That's the important number. $640,000 is the property's NOI. Now, I've talked about this ad nauseum on the podcast, right? And I've talked about it ad nauseum online, but every once in a while, I want to bring it up again because it's a really important concept for people to understand. Most of your expenses in multifamily real estate and real estate investing in general are fixed. Your property taxes are fixed. Your insurance is fixed. Your contract services, such you know, uh, mowing the lawn, plowing the snow, cleaning the common hallways, that's fixed, right? Doesn't depend or doesn't change depending on your occupancy, right? Or your vacancy rate, the inverse of occupancy. Now, there are some expenses that are not necessarily fixed, right? Your water sewer might be your water sewer bill if you pay it as the owner might be well, it will be higher if you have more people living in the property. So as your occupancy goes up your water sewer bill is probably going to go up. But that's in reality, a smaller percentage of your overall expense load, right? Typically the biggest expenses for a multifamily property, insurance, repairs and maintenance, property taxes are going to be your big three. Contract services is probably going to be somewhere in there depending on your community. But for the ease of conversation here, let's assume that incremental, incremental dollars that we generate at the property in revenue, they drop right to the bottom line. We're going to make that assumption. So let's say that 
the owner is an excellent operator and he reduces vacancy from five to 3%. So he reduces it by 2%. How does that affect net operating income? 2% of the gross potential income of 1.2 equals $24,000. Add this $24,000 to the NOI of 640. New NOI is $664,000, right? Yeah, a little bump, nothing crazy, nothing, you know, doesn't sound crazy. But if we look at it on a percentage basis, it's pretty impactful. So a 2% reduction in vacancy translated to a 3.68% increase in NOI. That's the first number that I want you to think about and take away here. A 2% reduction in vacancy led to an increase of 3.68% in NOI. Now, the inverse is true as well. A 2% increase in vacancy, right, going from 5 to 7 in this hypothetical situation, would translate to a 3.82% decrease in NOI. 2% increase. 3.82% decrease in NOI. So it's not a like-to-like impact. If you reduce your vacancy by 2% and you keep your property a little bit more full throughout the year, that does not mean you will also increase your NOI by 2%. It's not one-to-one. It's outsized, right? And that's important to understand. Some people don't get that. And we just talked about it. So now everybody does that's listening to this. So that's cool. But let's talk about why I really wanted to record this episode. What is the impact it has on your... What impact does it truly have on your net free cash flow? Cool. I reduced my vacancy by 2% in this hypothetical. My NOI went up 3.68. Eh, whatever. That doesn't get me excited. Now let's talk about what should get you excited. So let's say this property is financed with a loan that is you know, moderate leverage, reasonable payments. Let's say that debt service year is $320,000, which is just half of the NOI, right? We started with the 640 in the original hypothetical at 5% vacancy. We're going to spend 320 servicing our debt. We have 320 left in net free cash flow. Now let's look at the impact that vacancy has. So 2% increase in vacancy, right? Property is a little bit more empty throughout the year. We went from five to seven. Well, that is going to have a commensurate impact of a 7.78% reduction in your net free cash flow. The, in, the inverse, 2% de- decrease. We had a great operator running this show. Took it from five to three, plus $24,000 in NOI. And when we actually drop that down, because that drops right down below the debt service line as well, because your debt service isn't going to change depending on your occupancy. That's a 7.22% increase in your net free cash flow. Let me repeat the numbers. 2% increase in vacancy. We got a below average operator. That trains it to a 7.78% reduction in your net free cash flow. Other side, 2% decrease in vacancy. We got a solid operator. 7.22% 7.22% increase in net free cash flow. Pretty significant swing in either direction here. And the more leverage you use and the higher your debt service payments are, the more magnified that percentage will be, right? If we were using more debt here, 2% increase in vacancy up or down is probably going to have an 8, 9, 10% impact on our net free cash flow. So here's the rule of thumb that I think everybody was trying to you know, come and listen to this for, and I'll just give it to you right, so that you can stop listening and go back to whatever you're doing. A 1% increase or decrease in vacancy in either direction can potentially have a commensurate 4 to 6% impact on an asset's net free cash flow. And it depends on your leverage that you have, and it depends on the property's operating expenses as well. So it's going to depend on the NOI, it's going to depend on net free cash flow. But that is a 4 to 6x magnified impact that a point of vacancy has on the bottom line. Should open some people's eyes, right? It's insane to me how many multifamily investors haven't done this math. This is actually assigning a indisputable impact 
that vac- you know, to vacancy on your portfolio. We know we don't like vacancy, but we haven't done this math. So I hope this was an eye-opening episode for some of you folks out there. And if you learned something in this, please consider sharing this episode with somebody in your network. That's how we get more folks listening to the podcast. That's how we grow the show. That's my goal. I want to grow the show. So if you think somebody would benefit from this, please consider sharing it with them. And as always, thank you all for listening and I'll catch you guys next week. 